welcome back to another episode of the best season ever season three. Oh my god saves that. the world i love that enthusiasm in <laughs> <laughs> yeah welcome back today we have an interview with jack newsom one of our friends one of our lovely one guests of our faves honestly one of our faves <laughs> who honestly jack's interview is a long time coming guys yes there was there was a lot that happened little fun backstory (laughs) we actually interviewed jack when we first started the podcast and then there was some stuff that happened and we couldn't put it out and then we did it and then so on so forth so we finally got to record with jack and we love him so much so we're so glad that we finally came around to it again the episode is finally coming out and it's a good one it's a great one it's a great one yeah Jack is so much fun. He's funny. He's so talented. He's a Kind, there for a good chat. Yeah. yeah. Great conversationalist. Yes. <laughs> and before we jump in, follow us on social media. It's at Somebody Saves the World everywhere. Our Instagram is particularly cool. Um, yeah, so you should definitely follow that. <laughs> you want to keep up with us? You should also support us on Patreon, which is only $4 a month. You spend more than that on coffee every day. Oh my god, that's and a really good point. <laughs> so I actually went to get point. Starbucks and I was like, do I want to spend six dollars on this coffee? You were like, do I want to spend this this few dollars on coffee or do I want to spend it on the song when it saves on Patreon? Patreon exactly. And there's only one right answer and it's Patreon. So yep. yeah. Check that out at Songwriting Saves the World. You get cute pink stickers and exclusive content. Yeah. Um and Oh, wherever you're listening, there's a like, there's a download button. Um, there's a place to leave reviews and comments. All of the places where people listen to podcasts have things of that sort. So go on a little mission. Find whatever is available on the platform that you're streaming this and like go smash that like button. Yes, because like, it's not enough to save space for our podcast in your heart. You also have to no, save space yeah. for it on your phone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anik is here with the good points <laughs> just like in every aspect of this <laughs> wow she just she does it all guys she really does it all and try yeah try. <laughs> so if you want to like this you want to download this please definitely do that but we won't even hold you out any longer we'll jump Let's into jump the in. interview with jack newsom Jack Newsom is a pop singer, songwriter, producer, does it all, based in L.A. He was a finalist on NBC Songland, pitching an original song to Kelsey Ballerini, and he also wrote the winning song in another episode, Hurt Me, from Megan Trainor. He's also penned songs for other artists like Platinum, Jordy, Sean Kingston, Alex Sampson, and he just released a new solo EP called All Dressed Up, featuring jams like Friends, Arms, and many more we've been bopping along obviously thank you for being on the show again take two but the audience will never know that thank you for the intro i love it oh my gosh of course we have a little icebreaker question for you and we wanted to know what your first concert was and what your best concert was first concert best concert okay first concert i think it was at madison square garden i think it was rascal flats it's a good one Um, oh fun i think my my dad I think my dad took, like, me and my brothers, and I remember my sister being super salty about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, and then best concert? uh, 
I don't know. I've been to, I've been to a bunch of like random concerts, not like mm-hmm. a bunch of the big pop concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite concerts I saw Third Story. Do y'all know Third Story? No, I haven't heard of them. It was like this trio out of Boston, and I just like on a whim went to go see a show of theirs, uh-huh. and their voices together mm. were mm. so tight. And I was yeah. it was one of those moments where you're just like, like these are musicians, yeah, in right, the, the, in their in their peak together, in their prime, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I'm I'm psyched that I can like bear witness, yeah, yeah. No, I love seeing groups. I mean, it's always cool to see like whoever. Um, and like my first concert was like Harry. What well, was my first concert? My first big one was like Harry Styles, and like obviously seeing a solo artist is like sick. I know it was really fun, <laughs> but <laughs> but like seeing bands or like people singing together is always like my favorite thing. Yeah, like because it's just so cool. Like they have their own little like tornado of energy, and you're just yes. like, wow, I'm vibing. <laughs> Chill, <Here>, watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can you give us your your story, your background, your run through of from when you started music to now, just a summary. So uh, I grew up in New Jersey, small town on the Jersey Shore. Uh, I actually grew up a little bit like down the street from Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> okay, um, cool. And like he, I mean, he's like one of the, for sure, one of the artists who like shaped my life. And yeah. Uh, and then I did like a lot of, musical theater in school and then it became like a community theater thing and then I did some off-Broadway stuff Mm -hmm. and then I was in New York City like all the time doing auditions for like boy bands and and like Mm -hmm. radio random radio gigs and I like any basically any audition in New York City I would take it Mm -hmm. hustler hustle and I deferred for a year from college and then I went to uh I went to Berkeley for two years in Boston Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I took the production and engineering major there and I, it made, it started to make me like hate making music because it was so technical mm-hmm. Oh God! and it was just like, it, it was like killing the, the, the buzz for me. I wanted right. to go there to learn about like the creative part. And instead I was like learning about like the physics behind an Technology. analog console yep. <laughs> and just like if this frequency at this decibel plus this frequency at this decibel equals what and i'm like the computer does this it's like learning why a calculator <laughs> works it's like you don't need to know that right necessarily right. Like, unless you work in calculators then maybe you should um <laughs> yeah you're like i'm not your girl like i can't hear this right now right and um yeah so i i, I basically told my family i was just like you know what i'm gonna move to los angeles and i'm gonna I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to write mm-hmm. as much as humanly possible. And I'm just going to throw paint on the wall, uh-huh. see what sticks. And yeah. And I basically just packed my car and I drove out. And when I got out here, I was doing just that. I was doing like single sessions or double sessions every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. And then two years into it, I was taking online classes at Berkeley, like while I was in LA. Mm-hmm. And I basically had bought myself like two years because my like my grandparents were helping me pay for school and Mm -hmm. I allowed myself like two years to like do like four years of college and then I was like I feel like I can't ask for anything yeah I need to like make like do this on my own more independently yeah and then on the last semester of like the fourth year that's when Songland happened no way and like it was like it was like 
it felt it the timing of it couldn't have been crazier. Mm-hmm. And then right after we wrapped filming, Shane came. Shane actually came to my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is Shane McAnally for yeah. those of yeah. y'all who don't know. He's a King. big country songwriter, yeah. and he, yeah, he showed up to my house because me and another person who was on his team in the show mm-hmm. were writing songs a lot, and he was just like, "I just want to be involved somehow." Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, "I I got super direct with him out of nowhere," <laughs> and I was just like, "I don't know where I don't know where or how I grew the balls to talk to this man like this," but I was just like, "He was just like, what do you like?" what do you want to do? And I was like, well, Shane, I don't know how much longer I can live out here because realistically I can't like, I don't have hits yet. I don't Mm -hmm. like have Uh that kind of stuff happening. And I was just like, unless I sign some sort of publishing deal, I can't stay out here. Yeah. Like I can't, like I'd have to move back to New Jersey or something. Mm -hmm. Um, which like maybe like I could have, I could imagine like staying here and like hustling and working a bunch of jobs, but Right. I was like the steam that I had built up from yeah. like from working all the time. It's like it's like a luxury, honestly, to be able to spend that much time mm-hmm. and and not work a side job because I know half of my friends have worked side jobs and made it happen. Right. But I was able to like I was able to learn how to like produce and songwrite because I did it every single day. Yeah. Um yeah, and then that publishing deal like basically changed my life and allowed me to stay out here and work okay, all the time. Shane. Still. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Always. Um and yeah, and then this past summer during the pandemic, I signed my first record deal with Twelve Tone. Yay, congratulations. And, um, yeah, Snaps. thank you. It's just uh crazy because the the speed that things have started to happen at, like mm-hmm. I mean, we, yeah, we just spoke a few months ago and since yeah. then it's like whole EP is out. Um, yeah. I have nothing, I have nothing to hide. Like I have nothing to. No. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because when we like interviewed you, obviously in like winter of last year and Annika as well in the summer and you both mm-hmm. were like, oh, we have so much like on Big the horizon. Like we can't say anything. And we were just yeah, like, we had, oh, okay, just sick. Like, like what I don't know what you mean, but cool. And then suddenly, <laughs> it's like wow. Okay, pop stars just left and right. You're doing things, dude. This this house. I feel like there's something. Someone spiked the punch in this house. Or yeah. Something. But we're all just like we're all just super psyched to make like pop bangers coming out it's of COVID. Sick. And, yeah. And just it's like, so cool. Love to see it. Honestly, love to hear it. Well, release nights are super fun in the house because we have this like rule where every time someone in the house releases. It's me and Annika, and then there are two other musicians in the house, and then mm. one actress. So there are five of us. Ooh. No way. Um, and uh, every time any of us have, like, a project that comes out or a release or uh-huh. some happy news, we all, like, take shots, and we all, like, take an oh, honorary so drink fun. together. Yeah, it's cool. It's like you, we all, like, try to, like, boost each other up, and it's, it's, a, it's a good creative uh, support group to have. I love that. that That's like way to celebrate, place. honestly. You guys have yeah. like a yeah. songwriting, well, like an artsy sorority slash fraternity. It's just like a yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Greek life. Yep. Yeah. What's a what's a combination of sorority and fraternity? It's just Greek life yeah. here. It's like <laughs> songwriters Greek life. It's um, what's it called? It's a it's a fraternity. Sorternity. Yeah. Fraternity. Fraternity. Yeah. Exactly. So on the podcast, we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox, which are essentially mm-hmm. just kind of tips and tricks and things that you've picked up throughout your life and your writing career that you use 
when you're writing music, what are three things that you have in your songwriter's toolbox? Trauma. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, that, that is a good one. That's the one that makes the songs really hit. I mean, the... Uh, so yeah, I, I can pretty much relate to every, like, heartache situation, except for being broken up with. I have yet to be broken up okay <laughs> but once that happens i will have them all it's like it's like pokemon right. yeah, you gotta catch them all all the all the bad all the bad life experiences uh and i think i think that's a good thing to have because i know songwriters who they don't lie but they have to make a, they have to invent a lot and <laughs> yeah uh, it's and fictional it's hard writing. it's fiction yeah it's 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 great music but when it's fiction it doesn't hit as hard as when it's nonfiction, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, which really sucks, honestly. And Nick and I were doing something hilarious the other day. We were just like listening to old songs we had written on Facetime, and and I was like getting teary eyed because we were listening to old things where I was like, "Damn, the ones where I was actually sad are so much better than the ones where I was making it up." And it was really depressing because I was like. I mean, obviously, sad things will happen in the future, no matter what. But damn, you're like, why are these? My it's like all conviction. Yeah, if yeah. You can like, if you can believe yourself, like everyone else will believe you. And half the time, you can. Now that you know the difference, you mm-hmm. can. You can't unhear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah. It's a hard life. It's a hard knock life. And then besides that, just like besides like life experiences and stuff, there's like a lot of tricks like i i i love swedish math so mm-hmm. if the verse if the verse phrase starts on beat one mm-hmm. i like yeah. to make sure that the pre-chorus starts before or after beat one and then the same thing with the chorus they can't all start yeah they can't start in the same in the same position did was that a max martin thing because people talk about he invented melodic math i don't know if he invented it but he definitely uh popularized and practiced right. it because mm-hmm. it's in every song yeah, it really isn't at this point. Like, I know that I should just go with, like, if something feels good, I'm like, okay, go with it. And I really try. But in the back of my head, if it's not, if, like, things are starting on the same beat, I'm, like, so infuriated like in the change. little voice in my head. Yep. <laughs> I'm yep. like, oh, this is just really not sitting right with me on the spiritual level. Another thing that you can't unhear or yeah. unlearn. Like, once you learn all these things, you're just like, shit, do I have to use all of them all the time? All the time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's hilarious. So this season um, that this episode is going to be part of is our third season focused on queer artists. And so we wanted to ask, who were your, like, queer icons, either as a kid or growing up, like, musician-wise, or, like, people that you looked up to? Or if it's not musicians, it could be other people. I feel like Gaga was probably my portal. Mm-hmm. She definitely like she definitely she she's like my number one. I mean, I have I have literal Gaga posters <laughs> there. Um, That's epic. And I don't know what it is. It's just like she's one of the only artists where I don't watch her videos and get jealous. I watch her videos okay. and I get really inspired. Right. And I feel like her entire existence is for other people and it's not like you're sitting Mm -hmm. there watching this girl take everything Mm -hmm. like yeah she's really giving most of herself all the time and the way that she made the queer community feel just invincible like yeah when 
people weren't necessarily like I I was I was pretty lucky kid like I didn't get bullied in school and mm-hmm. um, I'm sure people talked mad shit behind my back but I did, <laughs> no one ever said it to my face um and I was like an annoying theater kid so it's like it's like in my head I had no idea people knew that I was queer um and mm-hmm. then yeah come to like when I came out to my family they're just like oh we we knew and we love you <laughs> right we, like yeah like but I think that that kind of like confidence definitely came from artists like Gaga and then I got older and found like Prince and I was just like Mm. what the hell like you can exist like this and Mm -hmm. people don't I'm sure people questioned him but it's funny because all the people who would question him now like love Prince yeah just like oh he's like that's a that's a that's a rock star yeah and and you're just like it's funny how like when someone's successful some of these things change. Some of these straight men can pick and choose when it's yeah. okay to be like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, and then just even seeing Lil Nas X completely redefine everything now. Oh, for I'm just, sure. I'm so he is like everything right now. Yeah. I'm really. He's I'm amazing. so like, proud of him for finding his lane. It's amazing. Yeah. He's really yeah. like, I don't know. It's almost surprising because like I just listen to his music and I'm like. Oh yeah, like it's great. I like it, but then I think about like what he's actually doing, like being in country and like all yep. of this stuff, and I'm like, whoa, okay, it's bigger than than I thought. Just listening to Old Town Road, <laughs> he's a di- he's like a disruptor. Like yeah. he came to like, and there's a lot of people who who try to disrupt the system and they make right. it about that. He just does it. Like it, ju- it just like yeah, it comes naturally to him, and he's not sitting there being like, like like down with the patriarchy and like, right. like you know, he's not he's not like rah rah the whole time he just does his thing which i yeah. love it's like yeah more just like action like he's just like being himself doing what he would do anyway <laughs> instead of like yeah. talking about it which talking is really good but it's just like it's amazing leading by example yeah and what's it called uh even with harry styles like there's this unspoken it's not about his sexuality. It's about mm-hmm. his work always. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because I feel like I don't know what part of that is like my own internalized homophobia or what I right. think he's doing by not really talking about it. I, I'm like, I can't right. tell if you're protecting yourself or if you are like scared to air something or yeah. what it is. But at the end of the day, when people go to his shows, they're there for Harry Styles, the solo artist, and not mm-hmm. for Harry Styles, the bisexual man, or whatever yeah. he is. Like, yeah. they're there yeah. for his music, which is what Sam Smith did. He didn't come out until he was on Ellen, and he was like, yeah. y'all didn't know? <laughs> I remember that. I remember him saying something that was really, like, striking to me at, at the time. He was like, I didn't want to say it. No, I think it was before. It was kind of, like, early on, but it wasn't before he released anything. But he was like, I wanted to say it early on so that people didn't think I was lying to them. He said right. that, mm-hmm. which I was, like, very, like a young, like, kiddo when I heard that. And I was like, oh, what? Like, this is, like, the world that we're, like, dealing with right now. Yep. Insane. How you have to, like, how you have to, like basically mold yourself based on what you think other people will think and then yeah. you're just like wait yeah. a minute i legit don't have to do this yeah i do not have to do this i love sam smith me too They're so cool so before you released your ep that just recently came out you had a couple singles out what was the process of 
releasing an EP and how was it different from just having singles, kind of making everything sound sonically cohesive and in visuals and mm-hmm. kind of the whole process, really? I love making a body of work. After after this part, I have, I'm completely converted. I can never just release singles ever again. <laughs> um, I want to be an album artist till the day I die. I love it so much. Hell yeah. I feel like you get to think, you get to see big picture. You get to like... I don't know. It's just everything. Uh, even though the songs, this wasn't at like some one camp where we had this general theme. This was still mm-hmm. kind of like stringing singles together in a right. way. Um, but we found like a storyline and kind of like made the tracks work with each other. And mm-hmm. when we chose the track mm-hmm. listing, we were like, okay, like we got to open with all dressed up. We got to like hit him over the head, go right <laughs> into friends, keep the party going. Right. Then we got to We got to show him that we have. We have a dark, sad side, so we got to give them hurt people. <laughs> yeah. And then got to pick the party back up, th- put easy on me on. And like, it just, it was such a funny, stringing them together is so fun. And I'm, I'm realizing yeah. that I love, like when we get to like debut album. Oh, it's going to be uh, so much fun. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> no, yeah, I love that. I feel like, I mean, it sucks that everything is so like singles oriented right now, but I love listening to something straight through. And like um I've <laughs> I've done this process with like friends of mine who've put out like EPs like larger projects like if they didn't like already have a story we're like literally being fucking like whoever wrote Percy Jackson being our own like authors being like okay we're going to first this happened and this is why we put this song here and then second this is when the peak of the story happens and we put that <laughs> We will create a storyline. You get to be, yeah, you get to be like an artist and you get to be like, this is my, this is the way I want it to be. It's like picking the picture frame and you're like a visual artist and you're kind of Mm -hmm. like, how do you want people to, how do you want people to experience it? Yeah. Like, you want it to be like a playlist that people can just send to their best friends Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, you're going through a breakup. Let me like send you this whole project or or did you just graduate? Let's let's hang and let's party and let's put this on. Like yeah, um, yeah, and that part is just so magical and and the visual part of it too. Just I got to do all the music videos I ever Which wanted are to great, do. Which by the way, yeah. super. The cool. Friends music video was so good. It's so fun. I like, played I, it on YouTube on my TV and was like dancing around. Let's go. <laughs> See, that's like that's how it should be experienced. Like, like the. Like the old, I feel like there's, if you don't, if you're not like aware of music videos or you don't care for them, mm-hmm. they just, they just aren't, they just aren't a thing. But yeah. if you care and you watch a video and, yeah, and yeah. you can tell the artist cared, like I legit had the concept for the friends video for like, they were just like, what do you want to do for it? Mm-hmm. And I was just like office and dancing. <laughs> and they're like, What? And I was like, I know it's going to be, I know it's going to cost something, uh-huh. but. Right, right. Our last question for you is a song breakdown um, that we do on this show. Basically, we want the story from the inspiration, the writing session, whatever, like production, putting it out, how you feel about it now. So would you do that for Friends? Yeah. So... I was at a writing camp in Sequoia National Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful. 
my Annika actually put it on. She has really amazing like friends camps mm-hmm. where it's just like a, a bunch of homies of uh, like of ours. A lot of which were went to Berkeley together, but we have mm-hmm. this like we have this group of people that we can't like quit. We need to like work. Yeah, I love that. And uh, yeah, and we went to this one place in Sequoia, and it was it was just like it was. We did doubles every day that we were there, so we did. It was maybe the second or third night session, Mm -hmm. and I had the the bass line. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I like just I played it on my my friend Jason Strong who who produced it. Mm-hmm. I played it on his like on his synth, and we were just like literally whatever this is, it has to be disco, right? And great call. For and real. they heard it. <laughs> they heard it. Uh, my co-writers Gigi and Parker heard. You know when you start a chord progression and someone hears it starting in a different place than you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Has it ever happened? Yeah. Yep. Um, that's legit what happened for this one. And it was really bad. Like, neither <laughs> one of us could really let go of what we were hearing. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, you guys, like, they, they, uh, I think Gigi and Parker had kind of come up with the, ooh, and you love your friends, mm-hmm. honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and I had the, that's what friends are for. And I was like, mm-hmm. we need to, we, they need to come together. Because it's going to be, it'll be sick. Yeah. And I was like, Double if you guys time. give me five min- minutes, I can prove to you why the chord progression starting where I hear it <laughs> works. Because I'm going to sing what we both have been doing this whole time. Right. And they were just like, okay, yeah, this is this works. And then uh, and then we just wrote the rest of the song. And um, I have to go chorus first. I can't do it differently uh-huh. anymore. So once we had once we had the chorus, uh, the rest of the song came super quickly. And uh-huh. uh I remember playing that every night of the camp we would we would come together and play the bounces mm-hmm. from the session. Fun. And just like we would just drink and just have so much yeah. fun. And I just remember uh yeah, two of the girls in the camp like made up their own dance for it and there was just Aww. like it was so it we could tell there was something really special about the song yeah. off the bat. Um and then I just I had to ask and be like, "Guys, can I can I Can this? I cop this?" That's yeah. always the funniest point in a session where you're like about to like give a presentation on why it should be the way you want it to be. Yes. <laughs> like, you have to I'm gonna you get have my to sell it. Show. <laughs> yeah. I really have to get out a PowerPoint for this. That's These are my so reasons. Funny. Exactly. Yeah. But I yeah. love that. This song, yeah. obviously the EP, the whole EP is amazing, but Friends just feels so good. I like jam to it almost yeah. every day, if not every day. Like I love it thank so much. You, thank you. Me too. It's we- so good. That one, like, I feel like, I don't know, I was so, I feel like you can tell how kind of, like, pent up, at least I was. I don't know if anybody else in the, in the room was in, like, a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. like, at the time, but I was just like, I'm trying to break out. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to see some new faces. I'm trying to escape. Summertime, time to just. Hold. Summer, yeah, even though it was, like, it was in February, I think, right before COVID. Uh-huh. That was the last mm-hmm. normal thing that I did before COVID. <sighs> Those, the, like, the last to... normal trip or whatever, the last time you went somewhere without a mask, I feel like those memories are going to stick around. It's have, different. Yeah, it, it really, really does. does. Well, that was a great way I to... My, like, the last, a yeah. good last memory before going into isolation. 
for yes, sure. Honestly, I'm glad I got, and I was like in Belize right before that camp, so I I definitely uh, like had a lot of amazing milked it. moments right yeah. before it. I milked it, yeah. Like divine timing. No, yeah, the time. I, I was in Nashville for a week right before COVID, and I got home, and I was quarantined for the minute I got home, and then I was quarantined for the whole year. Like I like it was right at in the nick of time. I like got in one last That's... escape from massachusetts <laughs> oh my god it's not your debut album escape from massachusetts <laughs> that would be so funny that's what it feels like right now <laughs> i just have to say when you were talking about berkeley i was thinking of sasha because you're like i packed my bags and i moved to la and i was like i'm gonna make this work because sasha's going to berkeley but she does not yep. want to go mm, she's like what if i just god. <laughs> Honestly, you know I, what is crazy? I, I'll, like, and I'll say this to anybody who's trying to go to just college, but Berkeley specifically, uh-huh. the networking you're about to do is unbeatable. Like yeah. all, my, I mean, my Annika and I met there. Like I would yeah. have my one of my best friend. Like, like my roommate Matt is from Berkeley, and the whole camp that I just was telling you yeah. about came from Berkeley. And like, like, um. And you don't have to stay all four years if you don't want to. I didn't say she that. She doesn't plan on it. Um, <laughs> I was like, don't, one semester and I'm out of there. Stop. But make sure you are living outside of your schoolwork. I think that's the only challenge is that you're, right. you are, because it's easy to get stuck in the course load because it is, a, it gets to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I don't know. This is, this is the fun. age you can do it. You're superhuman. If someone put me in a classroom right now, I would pass out. <laughs> legitimately not know what to do. Like, right. Like, <laughs> And also, if you're trying to if you're trying to have fun and you want to study abroad, go to their campus in Valencia because oh yeah, I've heard that that's really f- amazing. I I did that for my my fourth semester, mm-hmm. and I knew I was leaving, so I took the bare minimum course load. Right, and I can't tell you how much you fun hacked I had. the system. That's so everyone's like stressed out. Jack's like, I have one class. I'm leaving before you guys could even. You're like, I hate it here. Literally, literally, no, yeah. and I yeah. There was a couple, I think it was like two years ago now, I went to this writing thing in Nashville and like everyone there was from Berkeley, which is kind of weird because there were, but there was like half of them were like in Spain or just been in Spain. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. Everyone's just, they literally were from, there was a couple kids that were actually from Spain. Cause I think that a lot of people, because they have that campus are from there. Right. It's a really I feel like it's a it's a pretty big gateway. Yeah. People right. out there are like, oh, shoot, there's this school right here and we can yeah. like, enroll here or maybe we can move to Boston. Like they're kind right. of I remember like a... being surprised. I was like this. I mean, like lit. There's some people from Spain, but random. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why? <laughs> On it, no, it's it definitely. Yeah. Don't have to stay all four years, but you will not. I doubt you will regret it. Like right. I doubt. There you go, Sasha. I'm gonna have to cut out us saying not staying for four years because my family funds this. I'm not. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I I kind of yeah, I I feel you, and I while the only the only thing that I can say to that is that this is the only this is the only job where they just don't ask for your degree. Like they legitimately yeah. the only thing anybody <laughs> cares about or asks for are your cuts and mm-hmm. like like track like your, your performance like how your how your songs are performing. yeah that's legitimately the only thing people call about yeah that's good that's good we'll keep that in mind <laughs> yeah
<laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show yes, again and for doing this. Thank you for having me. We loved chatting as always. I love chatting with y'all because y'all like care so much, and it's like really Aww. cool getting to talk to people who like care and like and like. Not saying that I speak to a lot of people who don't, because I speak to a lot of people who do right, care. But right. but it's different when you do the thing mm-hmm. and you have a deeper understanding for making music, and it's like it's it's always really fun to like yeah, yeah just like hang. It's great. <laughs> this was so fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode with Jack. Yes, thank you. We hope you liked it as much as we liked it. Yeah, definitely such a fun time recording the interview. It just felt like sitting in a room with friends and chatting yeah i felt like catching up it was yeah. a lot of fun and jack has music out at not at <laughs> just jack newsome on spotify itunes wherever um he has an ep check it out our it's personal amazing. favorite song from it is friends. friends we listen to that song all the time so you guys should check it out every day and also his instagram will be linked in the description and yeah do what you need to do do you do what you know you need to do exactly and go listen do it. Bye. See you we next you. week. Bye. Love you, Queens. See, I pretend that I'm a rock star's girlfriend. Oh.